Welcome back to We Are Listening, the podcast where we bridge the gaps between wellness seekers and wellness providers. I'm Pulkit Garg, your host and founder of Anya Wellness. In today's episode, we embark on a journey of healing and rediscovery after a challenging ordeal, how to start rebuilding your life after a narcissistic relationship. And joining us in is the incredible Anna Katrina Florio, a coach, mentor and healer who specializes in supporting individuals navigating the aftermath of a narcissistic relationship. Before we dive into the intricacies of this healing process, let's understand the dynamics of narcissism and empathy, how to identify these traits and the transformative journey of rebuilding one's life after breaking free from the clutches of a narcissistic relationship. Uh, first of all, welcome Anna. How are you? Thank you. I am very well. I'm so excited to be here. And, uh, and can you help us navigate the path, uh, you know, identifying the traits of being in a narcissistic relationship or being with a narcissistic person? What are these traits and what exactly is narcissism? Okay. A narcissistic person. Generally, we talk about male narcissists, but we actually have female narcissists as well. A narcissist is actually a child that was so traumatized that had to completely give up his personality in order to survive in an environment that either made him or her feel that wasn't good enough or the opposite. It was supposed to be so good, so fantastic, so amazing that this child never felt that he could be up to the task that he was given. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that the child, when he grows up or she grows up, will lose uh, compassion, will lose empathy, because they will be on survival mode all the time. Now, the problem is that at the beginning of a relationship, say, let's talk for the males, but it's the same for females. Mm-hmm. A good guy and a narcissist guy behave exactly in the same way. So you need time to work out who is who. The difference is that the narcissist is in a hurry because the narcissist is portraying a personality that doesn't really exist. It's just portraying it so that you believe that you've got this beautiful paradise waiting for you. And he is, you know, you're Adam and you are Eve, but it's not true. What he's doing is creating a false environment that you will come into because he wants to be loved, adored, appreciated, all those kind of things. And he needs what in jargon we call a source. So the person that is used by the narcissist is not even called a person. He's a source. Why? Source of entertainment, source of admiration, source of love. But from a source you take, you don't give. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is the narcissist and what they do. The problem is that the person that's with the narcissist, you will recognize that you are with the narcissist, first of all, because they do what is called gaslighting, which means you say, you know, I think you've been treating me badly the other day. And he goes, what are you talking about? Oh, you obviously have got some personality issues. You are not sure of yourself enough. And now you are accusing me. They never take responsibility for what they've done. It's never their fault. It's never their responsibility. It's always someone else's, you know, reason why they had to do. You made me angry, so I shouted at you. They don't say, well, I'm so sorry. I didn't hold my emotions under control and I shouted at you. No, it's your fault. You made me angry. 
So I justify any bad behavior. Yeah? And what they do, and this is where you really see the narcissist, they tend to try and destroy all the things that you are good at. So say, for example, uh, with the work that I do, my last narcissistic relationship was 10 years ago. And after that, I'm writing the book and everything because I know how to do things now. But at the time, he said to me, oh, why are you being so vulnerable? I wasn't being vulnerable. First of all, I must be able to be vulnerable in the arms of my men. So that was my first beginning. But I was showing empathy and I was showing emotional intelligence. But because they cannot stand it, because to them it's dangerous to be vulnerable, they turn what's good in you into a negative. I love learning and then he would say, oh, you are so cultured, as if having a culture was an insult. See what I mean? So start looking at the little things and what I call the poisonous seeds that they plant. And they always try to undermine you. They always try to isolate you from the people that are around you. Because the more isolated you are, the more you're going to believe what they say. So yep. the good guy would not do that. The good guy is not in a rush because he doesn't have a persona. He's just being himself, so he can be himself forever. The good guy has got good intentions for you. The good guy, if you tell him, you know, when you said that for me was hurtful, he will take it into consideration and he will work on it. So there are these kind of things that you can see to work, whether it's a female or male narcissist and you are in a relationship with them. And we're talking relationship, they can be your parents, they can be your siblings, they can be your boss at work. So we're not talking just about love relationship. Yep, yep. Um, no, I would like to understand one thing. You just mentioned about gaslighting over here and sowing the poisonous seeds, which often lead to a demeaned self-image of the individual yes. as well. I do have two questions over here, but my first question, uh, you know, I would like to understand is how can somebody really differentiate and navigate this particular journey of understanding the difference between a feedback and gaslighting, you know, in a relationship? Okay. That's a beautiful question. So feedback is, I don't like it when you talk to me like that. That's feedback. And it's fine. Maybe I'm someone that doesn't hold her emotions under control and I think it's okay to shout at you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So feedback is, don't shout at me, I don't like the way you're talking to me, right? Mm -hmm. But if you do that to a narcissist, he will twist it. Okay. Oh, so you are telling me that I'm shouting at you, you've forgotten what you've done in order for me to shout at you and he's twisting back to you making it your fault, making it you are a bad person for telling me that I've been shouting at you and does not take responsibility for what he's doing. He justifies what is not justifiable and he will turn it around. So at one point you literally start doubting, you know, did he really shout at me then? Because that's mm. how I remember it, but he managed to talk about it so much that now I'm even wondering why that happened in that way. So that is gaslighting. It's telling you things to make you doubt your judgment. It's telling you things to make you doubt your story. Got it. Help me understand one more aspect on this, uh, Anna. Coming out of you know a tough relationship, especially when you have been uh, in a relationship with a narcissist, mm -hmm. 
बीटा मैन और वुमेन वी ऑफन एंड अप लूजिंग आर ओन कॉन्फिडेंस वी एंड अप लूजिंग आर ओन सेल्फ रिस्पेक्ट अराउंड थिंग्स वी लूज अप आर सेल्फ इस्टीम हाउ कैन इंडिविजुअल्स रिक्लेम देंस ऑफ आइडेंटिटी एंड रीबिल्ड दिल्फ इस्टीम सो यू नो हु यू आर and you knew who you were before you even went in the relationship yep so i know i am very heart based i am i wear my heart on my sleeve i for me it's very important to have emotional intelligence to understand the other persons and stuff like that so mm-hmm. ask yourself when he said to me oh you're being so vulnerable now it's like this is such a strange thing to say to somebody I ask myself is his description of me truthful and that is the first thing because you know yourself even if I try you know I got blue eyes for example if you try to tell me you got brown eyes you got brown eyes you can tell me as long as you want but I still got blue eyes mm-hmm. but I have to remember that my eyes are blue and mm-hmm. if i haven't seen myself in the mirror for a long time and you are convincing enough i might have a question mark about the color of my eyes and that's the way they work on you by making you doubt who you are what you good at so for example before i started this relationship was i a good friend was i a good person was i a good daughter was i a good worker you know and start going back to the real core of you talk to your friends you know get them to be your mirror until you can see yourself again because mm. the problem with the poisonous seeds is that very convincing so when you are listening to them you generally doubt you know am i really so vulnerable no i'm not that vulnerable i came in england at 23 single no married no children no nothing i had to build myself from scratch so how can i be that vulnerable and create a life for myself in a foreign country with a foreign language and all that but i had to remind myself who i really was so keep a diary if you can or keep you know look at pictures look at your eyes in the pictures and remember who you were what did you feel before this person came into your life and start rebuilding yourself from that because unfortunately the narcissist doesn't have your best interest at heart so what he or she will tell you are not things to build you up they are things to dismantle you because the weaker you are the more it's easy to manipulate you so there's an agenda for what they're doing so don't see what they have done as something good for you turn it around when he was telling me this when she was telling me this where was he trying to manipulate me and turn yourself almost like into a private investigator you know <laughs> have a look because you know who you really are you just forgot temporarily got it you know let's consider a scenario over here because and the place where i'm coming from on this question is narcissism is not just in love relationships it is often also found in friendships yes so i want to understand the perspective and the journey to come out of this particular thing for an individual 
who is in a friendship with people who around him are narcissist they have been continuously gaslighting him and he has been vocal about it that you know it's impacting him it's impacting his confidence it is impacting his way towards uh, the friendship mm-hmm. now in order so what could be a possible outcome of this particular thing to for that individual to safeguard himself or herself one usual outcome would be you end up end the friendship and you stop talking or you don't actually end the friendship but yeah you stop talking you stop going out to do, with those people and yes. uh, you start maintaining your distance but then somewhere or the other the guilt trip starts to take over because whenever you encounter them at a common uh, friends marriage or something they end up saying that you have not been keeping in touch what are you doing again all those uh, you know blames coming towards mm-hmm. so how do you actually navigate out of this okay my best suggestion would be this if instead of you in that relationship was your child or your mother or someone you really love and you knew exactly how that person has been treated would you tell them to feel guilty about not keeping in contact and if the answer is no then don't feel guilty because you see the narcissist keeps you as i said as a source you must be the source of adoration if the narcissist was such a good friend wouldn't you still be their friend and wouldn't you want to be in contact with them wouldn't you want to tell them everything but if every time i tell you something you will use it against me at some point how do you expect me to feel safe to talk to you mm-hmm. so don't fall for the story that they tell you because if they cared genuinely they would have called you and say hey what kid was going on why haven't you called me is everything okay do you need anything you know what can i do to be a better friend for you they wouldn't just leave you there what they are missing is the attention that you used to give them mm-hmm. just remember you are better than that you deserve real friends you deserve people that genuinely care about you got it so no get rid of bad rubbish a friend of mine used to say <laughs> don't fall for their story because it's always about them it's never about you and i would do the same to another friend so don't even think that is personal this is the way they operate it's like if you are with the lion and you are a gazelle sooner or later the lion wants to eat you and it's not because you are a good gazelle or a bad gazelle that's just the nature of the lion I just wanted to understand can a narcissist convert into an empath or evolve into an empath i would not say say no. convert but evolve into a, an empath narcissist cannot change the maximum they can change is up to 75% and this is done by studies by psychologists and psychiatrists so no there isn't um reformed narcissist because the damage has been so big when they were growing up that it's impossible to bring them back to fullness. What happens is some narcissists are aware of what they're doing. There are even some narcissists that are actually teaching people what narcissists think so that they can interpret them, right? Mm-hmm. So, but you cannot turn a narcissist into an empath because it's too dangerous for them to be empaths. They okay. see being vulnerable as one way of being attacked. Mm-hmm. so that will never turn into an empath 
But also remember that an empath is actually a trauma response. You okay. become an empath because you didn't feel safe when you were a child. And so you learn to interpret everybody's behavior and you learn to see the first sign of dangers when the situation can start being volatile. So empath is not just a way of being. Empath is a trauma response for an environment when they were growing up that didn't feel safe to them. So there are the two ends of the spectrum and we need to try to be in the middle if we can. Can you help us understand? So how can somebody really bring about a balance and, you know, be in the middle of the spectrum that we are referring to? Okay. The first thing is, by nature, we are selfish because we need to survive, right? So if mm-hmm. a baby is hungry, it will cry. It doesn't think, oh, mama didn't have enough hours sleep, right? That's our nature. Yep. But the more we grow up, the more we can shape our nature into something better. So instead of crying, if I can speak now, can I say, can I have some food, please? That means that mama can be a bit more relaxed. That Hmm. means that I can share my toys with my brothers and sisters without having to fight every two minutes. But this is something that not only comes into our nature, because a child will give you what they are eating if they love you. So we're not just selfish, we got both parts. And then it's about continuous development. When I see myself behaving in a certain way, am I happy? If not, what can I do to change it? You know, when I come from Italy and it's quite usual to see people gossiping. I used to love gossiping, not because I was talking badly about other people, because that was not my type of gossiping. It was more like, oh, did you know, such and such is getting married, and this is this, and this is that. It was almost like the bulletin, and I loved it. But what I realized, that there was a part of me that liked to hear the bad things. And I didn't like myself in that part. I didn't like that pleasure that I got in listening to people gossiping about, you know, such and such has done this and such and such has done that, but not with a nice background, if that makes sense. So I had to withdraw from the friendships that love to do that because I didn't like myself when I was in their company. I didn't like the part of me that would come up when I was in that environment. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? Totally, totally. It uh, totally does make sense to me. And uh, it's really important to be aware about your own feelings and how you are feeling after you have encountered an emotion. And if you are not feeling good, it's important essential that you withdraw from it instead of just keep doing it under peer pressure or, you know, just for the spite of it. And also understand why do I do it? Maybe I'm doing it because I want to feel part of that group. I don't want to feel left out. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) I'm doing it because I want to be validated. Let me tell you, I just got the latest gossip. So I become the most important, you know, under the lights type of person within the group for that two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I need to feel more acknowledged and loved and cherished. And I'm finding the ways that are not the best ways for me to feel that I'm achieving that. You see, what are my behaviors, you know, what are they brought by? 
So that helps me to go, oh, so I don't really like gossip. I like that feeling of camaraderie that comes when people are gossiping, that connection. So maybe what I'm looking for is my tribe, is the people that I can feel so deeply connected, but I don't need to gossip with. So for me, I went more into spirituality, into healing, into all that kind of things. And I found the same type of camaraderie and connection, but without the negative side of the gossiping. Got it. No, that totally helps me and I hope it uh, helps our listeners as well, Anna. Any last you know, advice for our listeners on this episode to navigate the you know, way out of a narcissistic relationship and building their self-image? A narcissist can spot in you what is your childhood wound. I didn't feel love. I'm not good enough. Any of these things. So see yourself through their eyes and have a look. What is the belief that has brought you to be with them? Because if you felt whole and happy, you wouldn't have gone with them. So use them as a lesson for your self-development. Oh, I got up and went into this relationship because I felt unloved. And he showed me that I could be adored. Okay, work on me not feeling loved. Work on the reason why I ended up not feeling loved and heal myself so that the next person will be a healthy person. So use them as a mirror. Don't go into the self-blame. How could I be so stupid? How could this? How could that? No, I had the need that they supplied. And that's why I ended up in there. Now that I'm out, how do I rebuild myself so I don't fall for the same problems? Thanks a lot, Anna, for, you know, sharing these insights with our listeners and with me. And listeners, if you have any queries uh, that you would like to ask Anna, please feel free to DM or put them as comments. We would be more than happy to, you know, revert to them. And stay tuned. We have another episode coming up with Anna where we talk about some important tips to create a successful relationship. So thanks a lot, uh, listeners, for listening to this episode and stay tuned for more episodes. Thanks a lot, Anna. Thank you so much.